This is Off Air. We are here with all the folks from Cox Radio who are off the air at this point from the morning shows. Gus is here. We've got the folks from Mix down the hall here. And we may end up with the uh, K95 folks here, although I know Natalie's not here. Matt's out doing something else. But we met Gus last time, which was really interesting. Have you had any dates from that yet? No. As a matter of fact, people have cut off contact with me since then. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Well, thanks, that, thanks for your help, by the yeah. way. I appreciate that, guys. Uh, you, when you double <laughs> listeners... <laughs> but yeah, you guys pick the number. I'm not. I'm not going to go there. Watch out! This is your microphone. It is. Ooh, well, it's not man. mine. I don't own the microphone, but it's the place You've been I here sit. Long enough, you own just about everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was shocked when I put that Facebook thing up yesterday. I just found the pictures, and I couldn't oh, believe what awesome. the crazy. response to that was. Kind of overwhelming. <laughs> it was cool. All right, so go ahead and start over. Oh, again. I was just asking. Uh, so your whole family was basically performers. Kind of. Yeah. My mom was a. Other than my father, my my dad, uh, my mom was a singer actress um my brother is a an amazing dancer and actor he actually when he was 19 do you know bob fossey is mm-hmm. oh yeah he um he was jazz 19 hands. yeah jazz hands <laughs> he uh he went on a tour with bob fossey's dancing at really? 19 and was his um assistant he was the dance captain i got to meet bob fossey it was just surreal and yeah he's that has amazing some stories <laughs> Yeah, oh man, yeah. He makes Gus look normal. <laughs> Let's right? not get Slug. carried away. Slug. But, yeah. all right. but it was pretty awesome. And he, he did theater for years and years, played um, uh, Lumiere and Beauty and the Beast on tour and things like that. So right, so I want to know how you pulled off the Yul Brenner roll at eight. Did you shave the head? <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. I, but you know, hey, I finally got to play that role at eight years old. And, and you played, I think it's one of the more interesting things you played in Chicago is you did the full Monty. Ah, th- yeah. This is a pretty cool story. I ended up after getting fired from sports radio, which we've covered. Um, I went back into <laughs> I went back into uh, music, and um, so I, I'm on this rock station. And my boss says, "You know, you, you need to do something. You need to inspiration, be creative." And so he goes, "If you go do a show, you can do your show from there." So I hit up some theaters in Chicago. They flew me in. I auditioned for the Full Monty, got the lead role in Full Monty. I hadn't been on stage in nine years. And I did my afternoon show on a rock station at the studios up there. And then I would do eight shows a week in full money. And yes, I got completely naked on stage. But really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie or the the show? Uh, The show is everybody's based in Brooklyn. Or no, no, I'm sorry. In uh, Buffalo. And they choose... Tough place to be naked, by the way. <laughs> right? Yeah. Tough Outdoors. place to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in Buffalo, they, they all lose their job as steel workers. And they think, hey, these Chippendales guys, they make tons of money. We should do it. And they're a bunch of normal guys. Um, and at the end, they can't do it. They strip down to their boxers and they've raised all this money. And they're like, let's go take it off. And they're like, no, we can't do it. And they finally, they do it. And we had black light. It was in the round, which was very tough. Oh, oh boy. Angles you don't yes. need to see. Yeah. Right? What's, what's your best angle? Yeah. None. And I had a pink bow tie and gloves. Literally and the... sitting in the rear of the theater. But yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Speaking of my rear. Um, and then I had a pink G-string. We all had G-strings. And at the end, black light goes up. We pull the G-strings off. And all you see are the G-strings because they're bright pink. And butt naked. And then we hide and run off stage and put on robes. But Okay, so what was that like the first time? For the first week, it was unbelievably nerve-wracking. I would imagine. Then, 
It's awesome. All of a sudden, you're shopping with no pants on. <laughs> I'm still not wearing pants. Um, but no, wait, that, that's closer. Yeah, right? that you're wearing right now, that's close. Yeah. I'm dressed as Lieutenant Dangle for Halloween, so that's mm-hmm. why. Um, but yeah, the, the, the audience is really close, and you just start. I mean, there were these women. I mean, packs of 40-year-old women coming to this show and just screaming for all of us. There's a 300-pound guy in a G-string and me. And, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And you're just... That was so much fun. So much fun. I, I would imagine some of those guys had to be more careful running off stage than others. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. But it was cool. It was really fun. And I think being being in theater really helped me. I, was, I wanted to be behind the mic for years because I love I love audio. I love radio. And, you know, growing up listening to radio, this is why we're probably all in it. Like, Gus, who did you listen to growing up that made you want to be into radio? Uh, well, there was a lot of Howard Stern floating around yep, um, sure. back then. Uh, Imus in the morning was uh, oh, when God, I had yes. no control over the radio. Imus was on when I was a little kid all the One time. the best, right? Yeah, so I, Jess, I, what about you? I mean, you are new to radio for the last three years. And that's probably the biggest thing is like, I don't, I don't have the background I feel like that most everyone else does in that. So I can't say that there was one person in particular that I remember growing up. It was the whole nostalgia of it, which we've talked about it here recently that cassettes are back. And it was the nostalgia of sitting there and listening and waiting for your favorite song to come on to make that awesome mixtape. Mm. Like it's that. <laughs> and then once you get it and it's like it, it, the excitement behind it yeah. and what you can share with people through music and now, you know, through our lives and being a personality on an, on right. on air. Those three words should never go together. Cassettes what? are back. <laughs> they are. They are. My record. impression of a cassette. Uh, uh, I didn't say it was the best audio Awful. ever, but it's vintage it's and terrible. people are into vintage right now. Okay, I'm vintage. No one's into me. That's why. That's why they kept you around. You've come back I, in style. He's back, and I will hiss too. I, I promise you. See? All right, Matt, Matt Bradley has joined us now from down the hall. Thanks. Who did Thanks. you listen to growing up? Who did I listen to growing up? Mm-hmm. Man, my first uh, the first album I bought with my own money was Michael Jackson's Bad. That's cool. On cassette. But did that want you to be in, did, did, what, who did you listen to in radio that inspired you? Oh, you mean like uh, DJs and stuff? Yeah, personality wow. stations. Wow. Uh, there was a guy named Jeff Davis who was oh, on yeah. at night that uh, I listened to. Of course, you had uh, Carly Rush. There was uh, Jan Dean. Oh, Jan Dean. Oh, Classic. Yeah. 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 Not from course. Jan and Dean, but Jan Dean. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I got to meet a lot of the people that... Uh, I grew up listening to when I got into the business. Sure. It was so weird. Yep. Because I actually became the boss of a couple of them, which oh, was, wow. you know, like Chuck Stevens, for yes. instance. Oh, yeah. Now, did so. you meet anybody that you first thought, oh, man, that person is cool? And then you met him, you're like, wow, that was a letdown. And I asked that question. You, you mean outside the room? Tough. <laughs> 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 Can we mention well, each other? He, didn't, he couldn't care about meeting me, so I'm not even on that list. But I mean, as far as anybody that you're like, oh, man, that is, uh, that would be great to meet him. And then you went, oh, that person sucks. And I put you yeah. on the spot because yeah, why you, not? No, and if I could, if a name popped in mind, I would, I would gladly, you know, throw it out <laughs> you would there. Throw him right under the bus. <laughs> I would, nice. but I, I don't. You know, I uh, my first experience in radio was with Dan the Hitman Kelly, and that and that man showed me that this was a showbiz. Mm-hmm. And he, he kept calling. I, I'm always like, "When's your shift?" And he'd be like, "It's a show, man. I'm mm-hmm. doing a show." <laughs> you know. All right. So the first time we all get a chance to meet and see things and do things that we never thought we would get a chance to do. When you were growing up, you watched those things on TV or you listened to them on the radio. Who, your first time you interviewed this person, were you more like, oh, than you were like, 
being a professional radio person because you couldn't help it who took your breath away oh man good question that's i've got one and it's really funny and it's ironically who i am dressed like today mayor gt bynum mm-hmm. it, that was and people laugh at me but i i think that here locally he has done incredible things for our city and there's a it's very commendable and that was the one person I totally fangirled and I got really nervous and like sweaty palms and I laugh about it and he's had such a good sense of humor about how obsessed with him I am because I think he's done amazing things for our city. So a local celebrity, I think Mayor G.T. Bynum would be mine. Who did you fangirl on, Matt? <laughs> I, I, as far as doing an interview, wow, I've interviewed I, everybody. I still suck at doing yeah. interviews. Blake Shelton and I mean, you've, you've yeah, interviewed but when everybody. You meet them, Harry there's yeah, gotta but be when an you aura. Him, it's completely different. Garth Brooks? You know? Garth? Because they... I was just talking to Gus about this earlier. Whenever you're in a room with these people, you act like you've already known them for years. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the trick to getting to be able to stay and hang in that room. That's true. And I, I use Carrie Underwood as an example. I, you know, I was like, I took someone to meet her, and I'm like, before going in, just act like you know her. Act like you know her. Act like you've met her before. Act like you fit in this room. Like. Why, why are all these people in my room? So, yeah, you know? so don't wane in Garth with Alice Cooper. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. How, about, um, how about you, Casey? It's funny. Alice Cooper was one of mine. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Alice Cooper. Uh, Dane Cook, when Dane was really huge, he was just in Tulsa not too long ago. Mm-hmm. When he was really huge, I got to interview him, and, and it was one of the coolest interviews because we sat and talked about Steve Martin and history of comedy and how comedy changes, and he was a really smart guy. And the other one was Ozzy Osbourne because I couldn't understand a damn word he yeah. said. Yeah. Um, but I was a fan of Ozzy when I was a little kid. Yeah. So when I got to actually interview Ozzy, it was a that was a dream come true. What about you, Gus? You've been there on so many. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I would say the Rodney Dangerfield story by itself is I, I air quote smoked with Rodney, uh, although it was in California, so it was legal and it was legal to do anything with Rodney anyway. I think at that point. <laughs> yes, um, but as far as actual interview, and this is kind of weird because I've talked to a lot of rock stars and people that I've loved. The person that I felt most excited about was Al Michaels. And that was mostly because as a kid, my biggest sports memory is, do you believe in miracles? The, uh, the obviously 1980, uh, us hockey win, Olympic hockey win. And that was him. So I was talking to him about that. And then I was like, this is the coolest freaking interview. And people don't realize how short he is. Oh yeah. I interviewed him at the world series in 85 and he could be standing under the table (laughs) right now. What about you? You've interviewed everybody. Muhammad Ali. I spent the entire day with him privately and it was one of the most, it was, you know, I've had, I mean, I've met presidents and things like that before I've interviewed people like that too, but that was it. It was the very first fight night when he was here. It was the beginning of him medicating him for his problems, you know, Uh, and when he wasn't, and it was just he and I in a limo. And when, when he wasn't medicated, he was himself and he was normal. And then we'd stop at places and he'd get out and visit. But I'll tell you this story before we wrap up. And I tell this every time I do a speaking engagement. And it's a true story. So my wife obviously knew where I was. And this is the beginning of cell phones. How many of you remember remember the huge phones that were like bag phones? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The okay, it, was a, it was literally the size of a cinder block. Mm-hmm. Well, I had it with me in the car. And it's just him and I in, in the limo. And God gave me two things, no hair and a memory. <laughs> um, and the first one I've never thanked him for. But the second one, <laughs> I really probably should. Uh, back then, just doing sports, I could read the sports news of the day, and then it would just stick. And I could just go ahead and do things. That's awesome. So, wow. well, it's not me. It's just there. I, I, and, and I want to just say, I've seen Rick do, like, score recaps, and he does them off the top of his head. I'm like, where's he reading this from? Yeah. No, he just, it's insane. Wow. boom. Yeah. It stays. And it's not I don't know how he does me, that. Well, I don't either. I didn't, I, I didn't earn it. It was just there. So it was t- came time for me to do midday sports. So I just dialed the station, and I just did midday sports just right there. 
And he's just looking at me the whole time, and I finish and I hang up. And I don't do a very good Muhammad Ali impression, but I like doing it, so I'm going to do it. And he looked at me and he goes, well, you just on the radio. And I said, yes, sir. And he looked at me, paused, and he goes, well, you're not as dumb as you look, are you? <laughs> and I said, well, I hope not. And he laughed, and he said, are you married? And I said, yeah. And he said, call your wife. So I dialed my wife, and I gave him the cell phone. No. And I hear her answer the phone, and he says, Christine, this is the greatest of all time. Oh, my God. Awesome. She's Muhammad like, Rick, Ali, quit messing with me. You've already her. done this this she week. She knew where I was. She, Muhammad Ali wow. called my wife at home. So I'm doing a speaking engagement. I'll say, who else has had their wife called by Muhammad? Show of oh. hands. <laughs> Nobody else? Oh. And he talked to her for a second. And then he's finished, and he said, I just got one more question. And she said, yes, sir. And he said, who's this blonde with your husband? Oh. <laughs> he's awesome. Threw me right under the bus. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was it. For, we sat by him later that night at the dinner, kind of on either side to help kind of protect him if you will and it was uh that was the coolest experience i've ever had in this business wow. yeah that is uh, you told me that story and i have since told that story that's how great that is uh, it Greatest is it was as, as you interviewing him no but you know what? So make, you. i am gonna make that adjustment <laughs> yes. right now me too forget ozzy osbourne <laughs> I, I got this muhammad ali story i, I just got a text from my wife muhammad ali just called her <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be even better than my story <laughs> Been gone a while. So All right. Hey, so, like, maybe next week uh, we'll we'll learn more about Jess, and we'll okay. finally get Natalie in the room and learn more <laughs> about Natalie as good well. But, yeah. uh, until then, that's going to do it for this week's. Thanks, guys, for being here. That's the Off Air Podcast. Find it everywhere you can find your local and favorite podcasts.